Hey there, and welcome to the Life of a Cheerleading Coach. I'm your host, Marley Sievers. With four years of high school coaching experience, six years of experience as an instructor and choreographer for the National Cheerleaders Association, and over a decade in the cheerleading industry, join me as we navigate through the world of high school coaching together. Here we go. Welcome back to another episode. This week, I'm going to be talking about avoiding burnout. I felt like this subject would be great because right now it is off season for cheerleading and we really want our athletes to come back refreshed, rejuvenated, and ready to get back into another awesome season. So I'd like to start by sharing a few resources that I came across when researching the topic, how to avoid burnout. The first resource that I found was a TED talk called Bounce Back from Burnout. The speaker, Alan Ting, talks a lot about how mindfulness practices helped him avoid burnout. He says that when he feels overwhelmed, he likes to take a breath of air and has an acronym for air. The A stands for aspiration. Your aspirations are what connects you to your desires. If you're passionate about personal development, you aspire to be the best version of yourself every single day. If you're passionate about your business, then you aspire to be a great entrepreneur. If you're passionate about cheerleading, then you aspire to be a great athlete. He references a quote by Simon Sinek that says, working hard for something we don't like is called stress and working hard for something we love is called passion. I found this quote to be relatable because all season long, we've been trying to ignite the passion within our athletes. A lot of them started cheerleading because they were passionate about it, and we want to maintain that passion for it so that they can continue to grow and progress. And when you're passionate about something, it is much easier to enjoy the process and enjoy putting in the effort and energy for it. The I in AIR stands for integration. With integration, it's important to understand what the ideal work-life balance is. Now, some people might just assume that it would be 50-50, but what happens when you have competing priorities? Trying to balance family, cheer, school, work, everything that you've got going on in your life is going to require some flexibility. Having flexibility makes integration possible. If you have something for cheer that is high on the priority list, it's important that work or home life is a little more flexible so that you can manage those tasks and prioritize them. The R in AIR stands for rejuvenation. It's important to know when to take time away from something. He uses the analogy of charging yourself like you would charge your phone. The first kind of charge you would give your phone is the mini charge. You plug it in for five minutes and then it's good to go for a little while. Ways that you can take five minutes to recharge would be like going for a walk, taking three deep breaths, or doing a quick meditation. The next kind of charge you'd give your phone is a full charge. This would be overnight, charging for eight hours, and then it's at 100% for the next day. To give yourself a full charge, it's important that you're getting consistent sleep. Our bodies need seven to nine hours a night. So if you're not getting that consistent sleep, 
You need to prioritize that. Make sure you're getting the rest that you need in order to properly function and to not feel burnt out. The third kind of charge reset would be like a system upgrade for your phone. The way that you could upgrade your system or update your system would be to take a vacation. Go and experience new things with the people that you love. It's all right to take time away from work or cheerleading or school or whatever you need to come back to reality and life level-headed and rested. You don't owe every minute of every single day to other people. It's important to find balance and it's important to take the time for yourself when it's necessary. Upon researching this topic, I also came across a video about how to avoid burnout by Brendan Burchard. And the first and most important thing that he says is to get more sleep. Now, if there are several resources saying that getting the rest that you need at night helps to avoid burnout, then it must be true. If you're burnt out, then you're not prioritizing sleep enough. When you are sleep deprived, your focus is worse, your immunity is down, and it causes drama and stress to teams in social situations. If you need to, or if you're able to, take breaks throughout the day to catch up on that rest, such as taking a nap or meditating. The next step to avoiding burnout would be to say no first. The worst thing that you can do is say yes to every opportunity that comes your way. You initially are going to want to say yes to every opportunity that comes your way, but you should say no first so that you can prioritize your task list and then evaluate whether or not you can take on more responsibility. Saying no is something that I personally had to teach myself because I am 100% a people pleaser and I'm guilty of saying yes a lot of the time. But before you say yes, you need to, again, evaluate and prioritize your task list and figure out what is the most important thing that's going on in your life right now. And if you cannot commit to more on your plate, then just say no. Most burnout comes from overly committing ourselves. The next step would be to schedule times to communicate, such as email or text. I've tried doing this in other ways by creating sort of a bedtime for my phone and turning it off by 9 p.m. But he suggests that you schedule times throughout the day that you respond to emails and text messages. He says that your brain could be more organized if it's blocked into your schedule and no one needs to hear from you every five seconds, which is true. And if they expect to hear from you that often or if they expect for your immediate response, then you may need to set better boundaries. The more you check in constantly with others, the more productivity is lost. It's important to focus throughout the day and then section out those times in which you are able to respond. The final step that he talks about is asking for help. Too many people don't ask for help when they're feeling overwhelmed and it makes accomplishing all that you want to accomplish difficult and it's taxing for a lot of people and their mental health. But it's important to ask for support. People tend to burn out because they think they're the only one that can do something. Haven't you guys heard the phrase, if you want something done right, do it yourself? We need to let go of that. I am guilty of this too. When I know that there is something that I could get done and make it really great, I just go ahead and do it. But 
we need to learn how to ask for support and ask for help and delegate things so that it's not overwhelming us. He ends this video by saying that burnout is not your fate. And by following these steps, you can take back control of your day. Now, again, I wanted to talk about this subject because it is the off season, because I want our athletes to come back next season with better mindsets and positive attitudes and ready to work without feeling overwhelmed. So I found an article that talks about five strategies to prevent athlete burnout. The first strategy says winning may be important, but focus should be on perceived competence and having fun. The main reason why athletes decide to participate in sports is to have fun. A study combining two nationwide surveys regarding U.S. girls and boys' involvement with sports showed that 38% of girls and 39% of boys suggest that a lack of fun was the biggest reason for dropping out of sports. Many times, success in a program is defined by winning instead of focusing on the development of skill and how great of an experience it was. And I know that We as coaches try to make every single day fun for our athletes, but not always is it possible. And whenever you can, try to incorporate some team building activities or any sort of thing that will promote more positive team interaction and fun in the program is going to be better in the long run. The next strategy is to encourage multiple sport participation. There are many studies that show that multiple sport participation during adolescence is more beneficial for long-term athletic success compared to specializing in a single sport. I do think that it is important to allow our athletes the opportunity to experience different things, especially while they're still growing and developing and figuring out who they are and where they fit in. When I was in cheerleading, we used to be able to take one season off So whether that be this fall or the spring, but winter was dedicated towards competition season. So if we wanted to do volleyball or any other sport in the fall, we were able to, or if we wanted to do spring sports like tennis or track, we were welcome to do that as well. So if you don't already have that set up throughout your program, you should try to make other activities available to your athletes. The third strategy is to enable your athletes to have autonomy and ownership over the sport experience. There are several studies that show that a lack of autonomy is associated with burnout and giving your athletes a say in how they experience a sport is an important contribution to preventing burnout. I'm not sure of specific ways that you can implement this in your program, but whenever a choice can be made that you don't really have a preference for, leave it up to your athletes to decide. Like, hey, what do you guys want to do about this pep assembly routine? Give them some choice in the activity that they're participating in. The next strategy and one that I consider the most important in this article would be to avoid excessive parental and coaching pressures. It says that performance pressure appears to become more central to withdrawal as athletes age. It's suggested that placing too much importance on comparison and competition may hinder any feelings of success. It may also make athletes more aware of their inadequacy and limitations, which will lead to frustration and athlete burnout. 
it's not uncommon for performance pressure to decrease the enjoyment for an athlete and lead to withdrawal from the sport. The final strategy would be to not concern yourself with perfection, but it is okay to strive for it. Perfectionism is an abundant quality amongst athletes. It's defined by striving for flawlessness and setting exceedingly high standards for performance. With perfectionism, it's also easy to be critical of oneself. There's a difference between striving for perfection and having perfectionistic concerns. They both have a different relationship with an athlete's sense of motivation. Perfectionistic concerns entail second-guessing and self-defeating striving for perfection. This can include the inability to accept less than a perfect performance, even when that is unrealistic. On the other hand, when you're striving for perfection, it tends to involve attempting to be the best that one can be in the context of the sport. The first one, perfectionistic concerns, focuses on the negative or things that the individual is doing wrong, while the second is the process by which the athlete learns from their mistakes and tries to live up to their full potential. No one is perfect and there's nothing wrong with striving for perfection. Just be sure that you focus on the positives and learn from past mistakes during the pursuit. I hope that this episode was not only informative, but it inspired you to talk to your athletes about ways in which we can all avoid feeling burnt out and overwhelmed not only in cheerleading, but in everyday life and throughout all of the things that we're involved with. Thank you for tuning into this episode of the Life of a Cheerleading Coach. To be notified when another episode is posted, visit the link in the show notes to sign up for my newsletter. Don't forget to follow the Life of a Cheerleading Coach on Instagram and Facebook, and be sure to click the listener support button on my anchor page. To be featured in the next episode, use the link in the show notes to leave me a voice message. Thanks again for listening and go make a difference.